Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's story time with Gary YouTube, baby. Once upon a time, there was a pandemic, right? And professional wrestling fans weren't allowed to go to professional wrestling shows. So to stop their shows being the same from start to finish with no fans whatsoever, professional wrestling companies, they put on these cinematic matches, right? And some of them were good and some of them were bad. And we're here to put them in a tier. Yeah, that's good. It sounds good. I'm, I'm up for that. Intro, please, Sam. So just in case you haven't been here before, yes, we're here to do another tier ranking malarkey thingy. I'm Gary YouTube, joined by another Gary YouTube to do some Gary YouTubing. We're putting these pandemic cinematic affairs into several tiers, ranking from the best to lovely, 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 to all right, to just about bearable, to get in the bin. And we're starting with a game, Jack, of you can do anything, I'll do it better. I can do anything better than you. What a tune it is. This is from Backlash 2020, The Street Profits taking on the Viking Raiders. What uh, did you make of, a, of the, the feud as a whole? I wondered what you were referring to there, but now now you've said this, that because they were trying to one-up each other in all of the sports, yeah. I hated this feud for, for me personally. It was awful. Just in case you've repressed it to the deepest, darkest part of your mind, because, to be honest with you, I can't blame you. They did some basketball, they did some axe-throwing, they did some golf, some bowling, then a funny decathlon. <laughs> we all had a great time. This originally was supposed to be a normal tag team match on Backlash 2020, but things changed. We went through the backstage area with a brawl. We went outside with a brawl. A man got thrown through a window with a brawl. Everyone was so confused as to why they were sort of being so harsh to one another, even though for weeks they'd been trying to do, you know, even you games. Yeah. But then it suddenly got way too intense. It did, yeah. Then we saw the debut, the unforgettable debut of Omos. Akira Tozawa and the Ninjas. Oh, yes. This is that match, yes, where it was clearly Omos because who else could it have been? And then we ended things after brawling across the top of vans and lorries and whatnot in a bin, which I initially thought saw both the, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders attacked by an alien's tentacle. But it wasn't, Jack. It was a reference to Florida where the performance centre is and it was a crocodile's tail. Oh, an alligator's tail, I've not a crocodile. Never, I've never ever... I thought it was a tentacle as well. Yeah, it's a crocodile... Alligator's tail. Big difference, Ross. It's an alligator. This was a load of pish, in my opinion. It was terrible. Really, really bad. And there was meant to be a match scheduled, and then it just didn't happen because this happened instead. Yeah. I would have really liked to have seen them have an actual match. Yeah. Really good tag teams, both of them. They are. What? What? I guess it was just them trying to mix up the card. But Backlash 2020, as we'll get onto a bit later on, had another big cinematic affair. Mm. So maybe this one didn't need to be cinematic at all. Uh, no, I would totally agree. And I remember slamming this on my, on my review video after the show. And people, it caused a bit of a disagreement on Twitter. And I couldn't believe... I was arrogant in my belief that it was terrible. Some people thought it was funny. Uh, each wow. to their own. Hey, comedy is subjective. Comedy is whatever you find not funny. Here. I thought this was pish. Not in this video. It's not subjective. Mm. Right. 
Well, I think it's only fitting because they ended up in a bin of sorts. Oh. Oh, is he going to go down there, is he? I'll allow it. Why the hell not? Well, you think bin as well? I would have thought just about bearable. It had its moments, like going through the glass and there was some fun stuff on the top of the lorries and whatnot. The brawl itself was fine. Um, It it is what it is. It was what it was. It was a very WWE backstage brawl. There was certain bits to enjoy. The ninjas, I still can't believe that's kind of still a thing with Akira Tozawa still dressing up in his... Yeah. What's it called? Gee? Gee. That's the right word, isn't it? His, so. his, his ninja attire. Um, still, as he chases the 24-7 title. I'd have gone just about bearable, but I'll, I'll allow the bit. Yes, I'll allow the thing. Why the hell not? Much. And then sticking with Backlash 2020, we have the greatest wrestling match ever, which, of course, was called the greatest wrestling match ever before the match even took place. And that, as well, is a load of pish. My favourite bit was the... Was it Kayla? Whichever interviewer was interviewing them in the ring, and then they, they settled the match, and she went, well... If this match does go ahead, and she all, I think she may, maybe even looked into the camera, she went, it'll be the greatest match ever. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Such an unfair position for Randy Orton and Edge to be in. Uh, I think it was either one of Randy and Edge said that they didn't like the idea, the creative of uh, this being the greatest wrestling match ever before it even took place. Mm. And I tell you what, Jack, is a thing which you didn't quite know what to expect because heading in, I was thinking this is just going to be a straight-up wrestling match, but it wasn't. It was a tribute. I'm trying to make a Tenacious D reference here, but I'm going to fail. Couldn't remember the greatest wrestling match ever. This match here between Orton and Edge, it was just a tribute. And that's fitting because Tribute by Tenacious D is... It doesn't claim, even though that's not claiming to be the greatest song in the world, I still think it's a really good song. Yeah, and this was song. still a really good match, in it, my opinion. And it, if you look at stu- the stuff from start to finish, we had the, the sort of the mic dropping down, like the old MSG stuff. We had Howard Finkel's voice coming across the Tron. We had Edge and Orton doing several finishing moves from professional wrestlers of years gone by. We, what else did we have? We had lo- loads of little tributes just showing why wrestling's fantastic all the way through the match. It was really, it, when it wasn't, you know, it was probably, I imagine, I'm not really of this persuasion, but if you're a staunch WWE fan who hates all this indie nonsense, this is like your dream match because it proves that wrestling doesn't have to be 100 miles an hour yeah. to put on a brilliant match. It was well-structured, well-thought out. The only drawback I can think of Bit edited together. Yeah, there were certain ca- certain camera angles. Yeah, there was one where they did, I think, a superplex off the top rope and there was a camera in the middle of the ring. Whoa. When they landed, which just, it, it sort of takes you out the moment, but then again, this is like a tribute, a love letter to professional wrestling, so maybe it was yeah. fitting. Does but then that, again, does that affect the quality of it, the fact that it was edited together? Yeah. I seem to remember Meltzer refusing to give it a star rating. Well, that's what he's like, isn't he, nah, Dave? Eh? My view Lighten up, Dave, strong. will you? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say, and I've just completely forgotten. Uh, there was, this was the first match which had piped in crowd noises, I do believe. Oh, really? Um, but mm. even though they had people in the, the sort of behind the, the, the hockey glass uh, inside the PC, they still had fake crowd noises noise and that sort of caught on and it's still fantastic today even though we've got arenas full of fans for WWE we're still using fake crowd noises for, for, for certain bits yeah, which why. is strange yeah. um, anything else you're, you're remembering from that match there no just I think you've covered it all what, actually one thing uh, it always baffles me because their first match at Mania the last man standing match got absolutely slammed for being too long, too long this yeah. match was actually longer I think Right. but it breezed by it was felt much quicker yeah so. what did you think about the tongue that was the other thing I was going to bring up obviously because Edge and Orton wanted to kill each other in the early part of 2020 mm. we get the backlash 2020 just after Wrestlemania where once again they try to kill each other and this was sort of like ooh we'll have a match fancy instead. Dan let's yeah. do all let's do Triple H's finish yeah. ooh try and outclass each other in the ring yeah. it felt a bit backwards didn't it it should have started that way and then progressed to a big stipulation yeah. but it was better than the last man standing match so I can't argue with that too much no, to be honest fair enough where do you want to put it I think it's it's got to be at least one of the top lovely, two. lovely one lovely. of the top two I can't quite 
decide yet. Should we put I, it I, lovely, I, lovely, and then potentially move up later on? All right. I think we might end up moving it up because because it was it was really well, let's good. Let's just stick it in the best then. Go on then. What's <laughs> the best match the rules here? Why not? Eh. Next up, we have the bar fight from SmackDown, which is a random oh, SmackDown yeah. last summer between Jeff Hardy and Shamus. Of course, we had that storyline where Jeff Hardy was framed by Sheamus, but the commentators couldn't remember that Jeff Hardy was framed by Sheamus. So we had a sort of who done it scenario for way longer than should have been. Jeff Hardy threw some P-I-S-S. Oh, yes, he did. It's Sheamus. It was just an absolute rip-off of the previous angle. It was, yeah. Was the... it Shawn Michaels? No. I forget who it was. Peed off rather than peed on. Peed off rather who than peed did on. That? Some of like, who yeah. tell us down below who it was. But this bar fight, I'm just remembering, was like way better than it ever should have been. Yeah. No, I would agree as well, because I remember in the build-up to it, everyone being like, oh, another one of these cinema, oh, this is a bit weird, this. Mm. And then actually everyone came away from it going, no, you know what? Fair play to them. I came away from it thinking, you know what? Jeff Hardy is really crazy. What a silly, silly boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, because he's had his head stuck into an actual used public urinal. Remember that? Seamus yes. stuck Jeff Hardy's face, rubbed his little cheek there, up against a used public urinal. And no matter how much that had been cleaned beforehand. There's still Still bits got of, a history. Still wee-wee on there. Maybe. This was yeah. an actual bar. I forget which town it was in, but it was an actual bar that uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus did the fighting in. Of course, we had all the tropes of a WWE bar fight. Well, any sort of movie bar fight. Yeah. We had the drag across the bar and glasses being smashed. And we had uh, Jeff Hardy turning into a magic person <laughs> by having his face change and his eyes change, which then signified his comeback. And he did a swanton bomb of some ladders and some barrels and whatnot. I thought it was fun. All the classic tropes. Way I <laughs> magic changing faces. That was the only. That was my only sort of drawback. It's like why is it's, this is a weird period of time where lots of wrestlers all of a sudden became magic. Yeah, including normal man Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it as well. Though I thought it was really fun. I'd agree with you there. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go with it though. Should we go lovely? Yes. Might be a low down lovely, but it yes. was pretty. It was far better than it should have been on paper. There we go. Credit to the lad. Seamus is on fire. Everyone else is terrified. He's been on fire ever since. I know. He's yeah. fantastic, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's one of my contenders, you know, for wrestler of the year so far. Oh, fair enough. He's in the conversation. Mm. He's not in your conversation. Uh, in terms of just how well he's done, right. yes. But in terms of the storylines he's been given, nah. no. But I know what you mean. He's been, good he's matches. been fantastic. Yeah. Lots of good matches. Next up, we have the NXT backlot uh, brawl oh. between Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole for the NXT Championship from TakeOver in your hus, as they would say, up in Scotland. And this was... This... 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 This seemed good on paper, <laughs> yeah. but in practice it was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? It was just basically was. a false count anywhere match with Adam Cole taking a bump on a car windscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was lots of camera angles, there was lots of brawling. They knocked over a bin. Um, the, the, the best part of the match, obviously, was Dexter Loomis abducting mm-hmm. uh, Roddy Strong and uh, Bobby Fish, and all of the hilarity that came after that was Roddy Strong overcoming his demons of being locked in a boot by a big man with a moustache. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, there was not much else to write home about. No, and I think, well, two things. First of all, big drawback is obviously all the controversial circumstances surrounding Velveteen Dream. It's yeah. hard to fully get on board with the match with that in hindsight. Uh, and also, um, I think that this is the one drawback maybe that, that NXT around this sort of time, or like for all of NXT's strengths is what I'm trying to say, cinematic matches didn't play into it. it the main roster was better at cinematic matches yeah. generally because... NXT was a bit more serious. And I think cinematic matches often needed a bit of silliness to really excel. We have just put the most serious of all in top tier, but that's a bit of an, out- <laughs> that's a bit of an outlier for me. Yeah. Whereas this one was too serious. I was expecting more... Yeah, we had Loomis and stuff, but I was expecting a bit more 
silliness and a bit more shenanigans. Yeah, it was weird how it was structured together because basically it was an Adam Cole match within a false count anywhere match marketed, marketed as a cinematic Batlock brawl, which was underwhelming, yeah. I think, when you put all that together yeah. in your head in a weird way. I think so. I'm going to go, I don't know, bearable? Ooh. Is it a stage above the, the alligator in the bin? I was thinking top of bin. Go on, we'll go top of the bin. Top of bin. I didn't think it was very good at all. No. No, no. there was not much to get you out of your chair. This, this tier list behaving really well today. I've managed to yeah. swap them all in without You're Doing well without the mouse, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a hard technique to master the trackpad of a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the Elite Deletion from AEW Full Gear. Matthew Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Lots of references to the past of the Broken Universe. Gangrel and Hurricane rocking up was obviously the highlight of the night. Or maybe the highlight of AEW history. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, anything else you remember off the top of your head there? Uh, well, all the, the cronies got involved, all the minions, but mm. they got dealt with. Um, and I, I seem to remember it was... Uh, this one for me was kind of what I expected. It was on the level of silliness, but with violence involved as well. And it, it, wasn't, it didn't go too far in either direction for me. Mm. But this is one that I remember... I'd say out of all of these, this maybe is one that I remember less out of all of them. I don't know why. Maybe just because there were so many. Yeah, maybe because there were so many. Maybe because Matt this, Hardy's done so many of them. Yeah, and this was sort of like overshadowed by the past, as I said a bit earlier on. It was a, a bit weird. They were trying to do a bit, be a bit too clever, I think, with this one. Okay. Because there was that meme that's been born out of it where it's like, the competition's in the mud. <laughs> mm. As Sammy Guevara is assaulted by fireworks fired at him by Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, what else was there? There was some other bits. The bit at the end in the, the sort of barn bit that had a wrestling ring in the barn yeah. and Sammy was doing like gnarly sick moves off ladders in the wrestling ring. Then he did a gnarly sick move through a table and then he was put in a bin himself to end the match. That's how it sort of ended. Yeah. It, it had its moments, but I thought it could have been a lot better with okay. the, two, the two men involved. Fair enough. So you're thinking all right I'm here. thinking top of all right, top yeah. Top of all right. Are people going to kick off that we've dared to put an AEW thing below two WWE ah, things? I don't mind. But where are the AEW shills? No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll get away with it. Well, for once, this is balanced. Yeah. Where would you put it? All right as well. Yeah. That was, that was agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Could have been a lot better, but it could have been a lot worse as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're a half glass full kind of person, maybe it goes a bit higher, but we're definitely half glass empty <laughs> kind of people. Next up, we have the Swamp Fight. From the horror show at Extreme Rules for the Universal Championship, we have Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. You can see what they were trying to do after the rip-roaring success. That was the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania 36 with Bray Wyatt harking back to John Cena's past and using John Cena's past to get inside of John Cena's head during a John Cena mm -hmm. dream. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, what I took away yeah, from that yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they tried to do the similar sort of thing with Braun Strowman, but Braun Strowman wasn't in a dream, was he? Or was uh, he in a dream? He was in a, he was in a physical I, I swamp, wasn't he? He turned up physically to the swamp. Then it became his hallucination, which, yeah. again, the Fiend had taken control of. And then at the end, it came back to the swamp. And remember, at the end, he drowned. And was boiled. Or was it the Fiend who was boiled in the... One of them, the label, the, water went, just turned. the swamp went red and started bubbling. That's just because the fiend was in it. Oh, he made it. He just boil. like put yeah, a bath yeah. bomb there. No, yeah, Strowman Fiendy got bath bomb, yeah. The, it ended with Braun Strowman sinking to the bottom of a lake after delivering a choke slam. Was he, was he Universal Champion at the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, good. yeah, 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 he was. But um, this was not title, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> um, was he Universal Champion? I, I don't know. know, it was around the time that he had it. I'm going to have to check this out. Or was the fiend the Universal Champion? Yes, Hang let's on. check it out. Ha extreme... What's it called? Horror... Horror Show at Extreme Rules. Show. While, at Horror Extreme. Show. While Ross is doing this, remember the eye for an eye match? I wish this was on here. But it was I decided to leave that off because that was just a normal match until we got the ping pong, ping pong ball ping out. Pong 
that was that was weird as well. What a show it was. Maybe he wasn't the Universal Champion. Maybe I've just written that down off the top of my head. Maybe not. Maybe not. It was just Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman in a Wyatt Swamp fight. I feel like one of them was. I, I don't like know. One of them was. Let us know. It's irrelevant anyway. Let this us know match. in the comments section down below. Just look at the things that happened in this match. No one should be champion when you're getting bitten by a snake. You're getting sort of teased and tickled by Alexa Bliss because you fancy them in real life. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Team Little Big, wasn't it? That's why it was yeah. a thing because Braun fancied Alexa. Alexa maybe fancied Braun. Yeah. I mean... I remember the build-up to this one. There was reports like it's been shot on location in a swamp. There's animals involved. And I got really excited. Yeah. And then it, it underwhelmed me, I yeah. think. There was Braun Strowman getting attacked by several men, which one of them got set on fire later on. But earlier on, he was getting attacked by a group of men. But then one of those men turned out to be himself yes. from the Wyatt family days with a black sheep mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, I'm not a fan. Nah, not a fan at all. Fan. Oh, Dad, this was, this was too much for me. I like silly bollocks in my wrestling, but this was naff silly bollocks, not funny silly bollocks. Where do you think? I'm not gonna, are we going to go bin? No, I was thinking just about bearable. <laughs> There's a big hole there and just about bearable, and I think this fills Why it. Why, I will stick it in the bearable. Yeah. What, what, what keeps it out the bin? What were the redeeming factors of this match? Well, I feel like it was ambitious. Yeah? Yeah, I think it was ambitious. A bit top gear. Ambitious, but rubbish. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think it, I think it, I don't think it's on the same level as the um, the car fight, the backlot brawl, mm. or the the Viking Raiders Street Profits thing. I think it's just above that. I'll go with that. Yeah. Why the hell not? Next up, we have Tooth and Nail from AEW All Out. We have Doctor Britt Baker, Demeter taking on Big Swirl. Yeah. Who, when I say it like that, sounds like she should be from Newcastle. Big I'll reach Swirl. and Big Swirl, and I'm here to smash your face in. This match belonged to Rebel, in my opinion. Rebel stole the <laughs> show in this match, just with her being the lackey and overreacting to every single thing that happened and just attacking Big Swirl. But also, we've got to shout out Britt Baker, who, of course, took an actual shoot needle to the leg, yeah, getting did. numbed before getting beaten by Big Swirl. She got pinned in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ross, I didn't like this one. It was weird, wasn't it? It was good that they... Because it was originally going to be on the kickoff show or buy-in. It was put in a tough spot. That was Yeah, it. It was but then they put really it on the main card because of something happening, which I can't remember I can't as we're sat here right now. No. Um, but it was it was fine. It had some moments in the, the sort of in the car park bit with, as I say, Rebel overreacting, Big Swole doing some moves. They were doing some... I think Britt did a finisher on the hard, unforgiving floor of the dentist surgery. It had its moments. I don't know how to feel about this one. For me, it's it's bearable, just, Ooh, just about. Why? Yeah. I just thought it was in a really tough position. It opened a huge pay-per-view, and it, and it wasn't received very well. And it's not the fault—it's not the fault of anyone in the match. And as you say, Rebel did really well. She was a, she was the star of the show, but I don't think it helped either of them really. Mm. And Britt lost. Yeah, she shouldn't have lost. Why not? I don't know. She's good. My, yeah. <laughs> we're in your home territory. Of course, you're going to lose. That's the rules of professional yeah, wrestling. Yeah, true. Very but is true. that just the rules of WWE? Well, you go to your hometown and you get embarrassed. That's just a WWE thing, isn't it? But in your own environment. Like, Undertaker didn't win many buried alive matches. Yeah, there we go. Mm. A dentist never wins in a dentist surgery. Uh, unless they are doing actual dentist surgery on you. Therefore, they rinse your wallet, don't they? <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yeah, eh? yeah. Dentists? Arseholes. Anyway, I'll, I'll go with bearable mm. one. Uh, when I'm thinking back to cinematic matches of last year, this isn't one that sticks out as one of the best ones. So we'll Ooh, go there. What? Wait, what did you just say? What? As I'm thinking back to cinematic matches of 2020, yeah. this isn't one that sticks isn't out as one. one. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said it sticks out as one of the best ones. No. And I thought, what are we doing now? The exact opposite yeah, of that. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Next up, we go to Halloween Havoc. We have Dexter Loomis taking on Cameron Grimes. And let me get this right, the Haunted House of Terror match. The Haunted House of Terror? Yeah. Cameron Grimes. Yep. 
Uh, I can't remember this one very well either. Please it, refresh. It started my in a thing that looked eerily similar to sort of the, remember the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton House of Horrors yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It looked a bit like that, but it wasn't the same as that because we had zombies in there. One of them, which has turned out to be a Canadian, zombie, as we've learned. Zombie Ref. Yeah, Zombie Ref, yeah. who is Canadian. Um, we had just, yeah, lots of horror movie tropes, as you would come to expect. That was the thing that NXT Halloween Havoc got right, in my opinion, was like how camp it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was over the top. Yeah, over the yeah. top. And this very much Silliness. fed into that. Senate, yeah. Um, Dexter, uh, yeah, Dexter Loomis being able to summon all these zombies and Cameron Grimes just being Cameron Grimes. It just, it worked as a concept. Yeah, I think so as well. And yeah. I think that Cameron Grimes is the perfect person to have it. Because the problem with the, for me with the other one, the, the Wyatt and Orton one, is that Randy Orton's not the right sort of person to feud with Bray Wyatt because he's too hard and cool. Yeah. He's not going to be terrified. He's not going to sell fear. Whereas when you've got Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes, who's over the top and wacky, yeah. I think that was a much more... Uh, fitting matcha. Mm. Mm. And to continue the serious wrestling analysis about a match <laughs> involving zombies, yeah. uh, you could say the first half of the match took a while to get going, but the second half of the match, when they made their way back into the NXT arena, the, the Capital Wrestling Centre, mm. as I think it was still back then, wasn't it? I think so. Maybe my mind is a mush. My mind is a mush. Um, when it got back into the ring and sort of the zombies were attacking Cameron, then it was moving up through the gears and it got quite good. Yeah. So, I don't know, I may be all right. Yeah, from what I remember. Lower down all right. Lower down, all right. Fair yeah. enough. From what I remember, I think it was quite enjoyable. So, yeah, we'll pop it there. There we'll we go. We'll pop it there. There we go. Uh, next up, we have the men's and the women's Money in the Bank ladder matches from Ooh. 2020, which, of course, took place simultaneously. Put your teeth in, Ross. Simultaneously within yeah. WWHQ in Stamford, Connecticut, Titan Towers, all the names that that building has, the big mirror. Um, what else has it got? The big mirror. Metroland. Looks like Metroland. It does look it? like Metroland. Got to remember Metroland. R.I.P. Metroland. Yeah, uh, this... for all the Northeasterners out there. Uh, it started with the lasses downstairs in the foyer. Yeah. Or reception, as we would call it over here. Do we call it foyer over here? We'll call it uh, a lobby or reception. A lobby uh, reception. Yeah. Aye. It started down there with the lasses. Asker, of course, jumping off the balcony uh, to squash everybody. Then she went up through the elevator, didn't she? The lift. While doing this. Yeah, doing all sorts of crazy dances because she's so bloody wacky. Yeah. The men's, of course, was taking place at the same time. Oh, so it much It started stuff. in the gym with Baron Cor... Hey, this has worked out fantastically well because at the start, or near the start of the men's bit in the gym, Baron Corbin lobs a weight in a mirror and smashes it. Bad luck. And what what happens when you smash a mirror? Seven years bad luck. And what happened to Baron Corbin? Lost all his money. Yeah. And friends. And, but turned it round before seven years was over, so well, maybe it's not quite yet. right. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll let it pan out, everybody. That's yeah. how it works in the wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Dana Brooke looked like an utter idiot for large oh, portions of this match. We had yeah. that like conference room, which had a, a briefcase hanging from the roof for some reason. And then Stephanie McMahon, who just wasn't in the same continent no, appeared wasn't. to say hey Dana what yeah. are you doing there don't be such a silly Billy it's on the roof ha 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 you know the song <laughs> Timber by Pitbull and Kesha sing it it's going down I'm yelling Timber yes yeah so the the music video for that fascinates me they might later on I'm, I think I've only watched the first bits of it but I feel like they've never met because you've got Tim, uh, Timber, you've got Pitbull <laughs> dancing on a little island surrounded by water, and you've got Kesha dancing on like a ranch, like cowboy mm. uh, or cowgirl, and uh, I feel like they, they, they may have never met in their lives. Unless they, unless they meet later on in the video, perhaps. If there's any Pitbull or Kesha experts out there. But that's what Stephanie reminded me of here, because it cuts to her against a different wall, just going... 
Dana, what are you doing? <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that wasn't the only time Dana Brooke was a bit of a pillock during this okay. matchup because she then, there was a, a bit where the women were running up the stairs because they had to get to the roof because everyone knew the, brief, the briefcases were on the mm -hmm. roof. And Dana comes from another direction. I think it's Shayna Baszler she bumps into and she shouts at Shayna, Shayna, where is that briefcase? <laughs> and then we had another bit with Dana Brooke being a bit of an idiot. We had a food fight, of course, involving Paul Heyman and everyone was getting covered and food yeah. and everybody managed to run through or around or jumped over this little puddle of uh, maybe it was gravy maybe it was some sort of beverage on the floor a slippy puddle but not Dana after watching everyone run through the puddle she went straight through the puddle and slipped over yeah because that's Dana Brooke. Uh, random clowns were in the arena, in the arena, in random the building. Clowns. Don't remember the random clown, the evil clown who sort of rose up and was like, <laughs> oh, but it wasn't Doink. No, no, it yeah. was just a random clown, not even Frank the clown. Brother Love. Yeah, he was, was there. He was John Laurinaitis was there. Um, yeah, everyone's favourites. <laughs> Heyman was there. Um, what else happened? I was the, the, say the office, Vince's office. Vince's Brian office, yes. Brian and AJ brawling in Vince's office. And then he told them to get out, and, he ha and then he sanitised his hands because health is a joke. <laughs> yeah, they made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it confirmed that he does indeed have a, a dinosaur skull yeah. in his office on his wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, and and, and, two, and men, we, two men lost their lives. Yeah, two men lost their lives. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Rey Mysterio was hurled off the roof, or so we thought. Uh, even though they showed different camera angles where you clearly saw the crash pad and the little ledge where he would have landed, but they pretended he died. Uh, and of course, who else was it? It was um, Alistair Black. Alistair Black, of course. And he was my pick to win this match. Yeah. And then there's no way you can lose the predictions contest harder than your your pick being <laughs> murdered in the middle of the match. Aye. And yeah. then we go, obviously, we got to the roof, and then we had the moment where Asker and Baron Corbin were climbing the, the ladder at the same time. Both going for different Take briefcases, turns. of course. Yeah, just Asuka. so much time. Ladies first. Asuka takes hers down. Baron Corbin takes his down. Mm. But no, Asuka has to fight Baron Corbin. And thank God she did, because eventually we would end up with Otis oh. being Mr. Money in the Bank, as is sort of after WrestleMania, having the WrestleMania moment of WrestleMania 36, necking on with Mandy. Yeah, that was a good angle. Yeah. But, but it's gone nowhere. I mean, when you go to different brands, you can't be in a relationship. Well, yeah, first of That's all. That's what yeah. we learned from Mandy and Otis because that was just sort of forgotten about which is a massive shame and up yours WWE for doing that because it's a crime against humanity but yeah they ended with Otis winning the match um, I think we went through all the big happenings there Asuka's reign in hindsight wasn't brilliant after either because she it obviously led to her having the belt the yeah. belt was in the briefcase because Becky was going on maternity leave I'm going home to be a mother which was a nice angle but then Asuka's reign didn't really go anywhere no she, she got involved with Bailey and Sasha and all that sort and of stuff and then Kairi said forgot how to wrestle yeah why did she stop yeah. where is where is she? She's in Japan. Is she she's in Japan? Japan. Probably. I think she's the, she's the advocate for... The advocate? For uh, WWE... Oh, that closed down recently, yeah, didn't it? So w what's, what's going on No now? idea. Huh. I hope she's okay. Yeah, me too. That was just weird, though. I'm, I'm saying that because we had that angle on Raw where uh, Bailey was holding Kyrie hostage and then mm. Asuka had to go backstage to save her. But Stephanie McMahon had put that weird stipulation on, like, the match, if, if someone got counted out, they would lose the title. Yeah. Oh, that was strange times anyway. Where are you going for this Money in the Bank simultaneous ting? This is maybe the hardest one to rank because in, when I remember when I was watching it at the time, there was so much going on. I was quite enjoying it. But then certain things were just bad. Yeah. It didn't make sense. So there was it was extreme highs and extreme lows. Especially when they just explained away Ray and, and Alistair Black. So they, they got thrown off the roof. And the commentators were like, oh, no. Anyway, 
Yeah. Oh, Corbin's <laughs> going for the briefcase now. And then the next week, it was like they landed on a smaller, yeah, out of view roof, which is pictured below. anyway because they had that wonderful sort of helicopter shot yeah. from above where it showed what the roof layout was like. So, but mm. it was weird how they pretended they died anyway, wasn't it? And then moved on. Yeah. Um, I reckon we just split the difference if there was highs and lows. Okay. Just put it in the middle. All right. It was inventive. Its it inventiveness wasn't. saves it. I enjoyed the fact that they did try something different here, rather than just having a, a money in the back ladder match in a in a in a empty yeah. warehouse. I'd like to see something similar done with the twenty four seven belt. Maybe not with the briefcase. Maybe maybe with something a little bit sillier. Was it was it twenty four seven house or something? Twenty four seven what? House. Oh me, my idea. Twenty four seven island. Island. Yeah. Quite yeah, love yeah. island, but with wrestling. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Next up, we have uh, a match that completely missed the mark, in my opinion. We have one final beat Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano from a random episode of NXT last April. Um, this just took itself way too seriously. And WWE have a, 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 a sort of habit of trying to put on their own movies as that thing from Beyond the Matter. Oh, we make movies. Blah, 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 blah. Drink water aggressively. This was an example of them doing that and looking a bit silly and a bit weird and a bit naff in, in, in response. Uh, this was uh, this one's return, this sorry. one saddened me because I was a huge fan, like as many people were, of the original Gargano Chamber match, the yeah. one at Takeover New Orleans, which was phenomenal. Could have ended the feud there, although they did need Chamber to then win the belt and stuff. So maybe after two matches they could have ended it. By the third one, I was like, okay, it, well, they're running out of things to do here, and then they went for this fourth one, and it just wasn't necessary in my opinion. To be fair, they had rotten luck with the pandemic being on because this is a match that needed the crowd to get invested yeah, and add to the yeah, thing. But yeah. they went to that uh, that warehouse, didn't they? And they, they put on the there match, was, and it was drone shots, and it was just way too serious, wasn't it? Like on a lorry. Which I guess it has to be for these two, especially with the story yeah. that they told over the years. But like, just that there was that bit where the sort of. Champ is just sitting on the mat and Gargano puts his hand on... And they put the hand on each other's oh, hands. Like, oh. oh, man. Come on, man. And there's a close-up of the hands. You can see what they were trying to do, but it just looked naff, didn't it? It was too, uh, too obvious in points. Yeah. And, and it was... T- and, yeah, it just... I, I feel bad for everyone involved because they'd clearly made quite an impressive shot 
looking thing. It was it was really ambitious, but it totally backfired. Yeah. Top Gear once again, ambitious, yeah. but a bit rubbish. But I don't forgive this one for its ambition because no. its ambition was its downfall. Yeah, yeah, aye, yeah. Yeah, Candice as well getting involved at the end with oh, a, hoof, yes. a hoof to the nads, as we like to call up here in Newcastle. Oh, it time. ended with him turning heel. Aye. Gargano turned heel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think any of it worked, no. unfortunately. Where do you want to put it? Bin. Go on, I'm, oh, I'm, what do you think? I thought it was a bit too cringy for me, Jeff. Like, uh, it's all right with Money in the Bank doing silly bollocks and whatnot, because the, the, the tone of the match was silly. Yeah. But this was like trying to be, what's the most dramatic movie ever made? I don't know films mm. at all. What's... Gladiator. Dramatic action film. Yeah, Gladiator is really dramatic. <laughs> Trying to be yeah. like that, but not quite working because it's yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah, we'll go with that, will we? Yeah, go on. Stadium Stampede 2020 from AEW there, double or nothing. Uh, we have uh, the Elite taking on the Inner Circle. The first, shall we? No, we'll, we'll just speak about the first one. I was about to compare the two of them already, but I'm, All right. I'm, I'm jumping All the right. gun a bit too early. Main memories from this one? A lot of fun, the first one. A mm. lot of fun. Um, I know people didn't enjoy certain. Was this the one where Matt Hardy got dunked and then In came the pool, back up? Yeah. And he was, yeah. That bit was a bit wobbly for me, but I liked the way it was structured. I liked how they all split off and had their own little fights in different places. You had Hangman and Omega cheersing with milk and a beer. Or a whiskey or whatever. Uh, what were the other bits? Going I had on? a bit of a sober, <clears throat> no, no, no pun intended here, but I had a bit of a sobering moment in that bar scene mm. because Hangman, I think, gets whacked. I know it was Hager who gets whacked with a glass and just doesn't sell it. Oh, and I'm right. thinking, well, within you know, you're supposed to, you know, the time honored tradition, treat <clears throat> wrestling like it's a real fight, don't right, you? Yeah, yeah. And if someone gets twatted by a big bottle and the bottle smashes over the head, they're probably going to die mm. or at least be severely hurt and bleed. But Hager didn't react. Now that was a, a penny dropping moment for me where I realised. You're not supposed to take these 100% seriously in AEW, at least. Fair enough, fair enough. Did you have that moment, or did you just... Um... For this one? Yeah. No, no, I was already on board with it, I think. Aye. Which, which I kind of, I kind of, after years ago, really put myself in the firing line by, by really hammering the Matt Hardy's initial Broken Universe stuff. Ooh. I finally learned to accept it years later, and this was, this was kind of... It all came together in a nice way. Sammy Guevara getting chased by the golf cart yeah. never fails to... Or was it by a horse? It was? Hang on, yeah, horse. Horse. Was yeah, the horse. Was the horse. Did the horse just feature later on? I can't remember. No, the horse was involved. The stuff I've got written down here as the highlights was uh, Matt's, Matt Jackson's suplexes on the on the turf that just <laughs> went on forever down. and ever yeah. and ever. Uh, Sammy Dying, I've got written down, which I guess is reference to Kenny Omega's The Finish yes. of the match where they did the one-winged angel off the really high thing yes. through the table. Uh, the stuff with the pool, as we mentioned. Jericho fighting the mascot of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think yeah. it would have been. Uh, the moonsault off the poles once again from Matt Jackson, who once again, maybe... Over Sean Nick. Whoa! Doesn't happen too often, does it, eh? Matt Jackson. <laughs> Sammy. Oh, no, Matt's my, we differ on our opinions. I know. Nick, Nick, Nick Jackson's the best. I'm Jackson. more of a Matt guy myself. Let us know down below who is your yeah. favourite Jackson. Um, <laughs> the wrestling ones, not the singing ones. Uh, Sammy in his ice coffin. Yes. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the car chase is what I've got written down oh, here. Oh, the golf cart chase then. Oh, yeah, the golf cart chase. Where the golf That's where it must be. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And then the stuff in the bar. Um, yeah, it was good. I think best, it was really tier, good. best tier for me. Best tier. I yeah. might put it just below the best match ever. Oh, well, I don't we'll mind. Well, well, obviously, yeah, we say that for ah, the end. I'm we'll so sorry. For the end. I've jumped the gun. I really hope we put another one in there now, otherwise. Of course we will. Yeah. Uh, not as good as the year before, in my opinion, but we have uh, Stadium Stampede 2021, Inner Circle versus The Pinnacle, this time around from this year's Double or Nothing event. The yeah. start of the match kicked off with something absolutely terrifying as the Inner Circle. I want, uh, well, technically, it's abseiling, but. I reckon it was falling with style. Yeah. Like Buzz Lightyear like Buzz, yeah. and Woody, because that looked terrifying. Yeah, it did. It really did. Uh, it was a nice entrance, though. I don't. This one, 
doesn't stick in my mind as much as the previous year's one, which might mm. be quite telling. So can you please remind me of some things? Uh, elsewhere, we had stuff with coffee. This is Jericho and MJF's initial brawl through the thing. We had the stuff with the coffee, yes. uh, harking back to Jericho's little feud with Kane from the yes. WWF days. The stuff with the megaphone where Jericho was reversing uh, ah. reversal some offense with screaming into a megaphone. <laughs> uh, we had the stuff with, the, the I think it was the Jacksonville coaches, it must have been, who was sat in their, oh, yeah. their war room yeah, doing yeah, like yeah. some plays and whatnot. Go on, the American football. And then they were like, oh my God, what the hell is this? I forget yeah. what one of them said. They, they sort of helped out or yeah. something. They, helped, they were good. They were babyface. The coaches were babyface. Yeah, and to round things off with Jericho and MJF, we went elsewhere. We had different feuds within the match itself. Um, we came back to them and they did some stuff with a chair and some stairs were involved. And then, of course, MJF had a, a card stapled to his head that you can see in the picture yes. just above us up there somewhere there's the thing stapled on MJF's head doesn't it look lovely um, oh, I don't know where it that was just one part of the match because oh, of course man. Oh, yes. another part of the match <laughs> which was Hager going off against Wardlow in a fridge with Wardlow having an icicle which he was going to use presumably to stab Jake Hager through the heart through the heart yeah, why the hell absolutely. not that was the main thing from their little brawl then we had Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara facing yeah, off that was a Metal Gear Solid boss fight that I don't know I thought it was Broadway me the way Sean Spears <laughs> was revealed in his house of chairs his room of chairs with all the lovely I think it was purple lighting Sat with maybe. his head down yeah. lights on him and then we had some uh, Sammy's doing some sick tricks with uh, flips off walls and off shelves and mm. whatnot and escaping being tied up and stuff like I that. I think Spears only still use one or two chairs. Yeah. Two Max in that room of chairs. A rubbish chairman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like Mike Ashley. Uh, Conan was a bar, a DJ in oh. the bar with FTR yeah. and Proud and Powerful. And then they just sort of fought off and away into the night. We didn't really find out how their brawl ended in the match itself. I think just it was uh, Cash Wheeler just was gone forever right, yeah. um, the Inner Circle Motorcycle Club do you remember that no. they just appeared out of nowhere they just threatened to run some people down because that's obviously a well established thing what the Inner they? Circle just friends of Jericho? just random people on oh, motorbikes no I don't, that bit's totally slipped my mind yeah uh, Sammy uh, hits Sean Spears with the golf cart getting his own back in yep. some weird way and of course we all brawl our way down I think was it pre-recorded it must have been pre-recorded and then a live bit at the end in the in the ring itself with Sammy Guevara picking up the big win that was a clever that was a good bit at the end yeah. that was a more clever bit yeah it was thrilling at the end uh, I think I think it's not. It's definitely not as good as the, the the year before. It was a bit predictable for me this one because of the Ooh. stipulation where if the inner circle lost, oh. they would have to split up. It's one of those examples where AEW put a needless stipulation on and sort of give the game away, like the the young bucks. If they don't win one? the belts, yeah. the tag belts, they'll split up forever. Yeah. We know they're not going to split up. Uh, I still think it might verge into lovely, lovely, lovely territory. Yeah, I would yeah. go with that. Yeah. yeah the, the first one definitely overshadowed the second one. For it did. Me. It did. Is it that, are people going to kick off that we'll put the bar fight on the same level as that one? No. <laughs> no. I never check the comments for these videos because what's the point? I've got my opinion. You've got your opinion. I'll be checking the comments yeah. to find out whether people prefer Matt or Nick Jackson. Oh, yeah. We need to check this yeah. comment section. So let us know. Matt or Nick Jackson. Just write Matt or Nick. There we go. Next up, we have the Firefly Inferno match. Which is the second mm. most... Is it the second most wrestliest match on this list after the greatest wrestling match ever? The only difference being with this one, because it, it involved fire. Yeah, um, quite possibly. Quite possibly. TLC 2020 saw Bray Wyatt going up against Randall Keith. Randall Keith. Randall, Randall, Randall Keith. Keith. Uh, just in time for Christmas, uh, let's send the kids home happy <laughs> by setting a man on fire and <laughs> yeah. killing him in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I remember being shocked... 
not to not I just was shocked at how well every this was taken online because I, I feel like for this one my view was below that of the consensus right. a lot more people liked this than I think I did at the I time. enjoyed it mate because I remember we did a pitches uh, for TLC 2020 and I pitched Randy Orton being set on fire mm. and people laughed and then this happened and I was like yeah I'll get wrestling me yeah. uh, but um, it's it's a Okay. The main thing I remember from the sort of reaction was people going, Ugh, you can clearly tell that's a body pillow and not actually Bray no, yeah, Wyatt being no, burned I, alive. I, that, wasn't my, <laughs> that wasn't my criticism of it. I think by this point I was getting a little bit sick of the spookiness. Yeah. Little did I know that following on from this there'd be a lot more spookiness to come. Every role would end with Alexa Bliss doing something to Randy Orton and him yeah. going, what? Coughing up ink. Yeah. Uh, this was a bit weirdly shot for me because there were certain bits where it was... I mean, what are they supposed to do? Because fire is a very dangerous thing. I'm glad they just made it obvious that no one was going to actually yeah. get burnt while putting this match together. But there were certain bits like Randy Orton when he was sat in the chair with his legs at, at, at 20 past... What's the clock? 20 past... 10. No, 10 past... Seven, 5? 10 Whatever. Past 10. He's got his legs spread open, for goodness sake. Uh, and there's this trail of gasoline on the floor. 20 past 7. Bray Wyatt sets it on fire, and the fire goes right towards Randy Orton's knacker mm -hmm. crackers, mm -hmm. to steal a phrase from a famous, famous YouTuber and a lovely man called Danny. Um, yeah, and it just he sort of dived out the way, but the camera cut was so obvious that it just... It, it was sort of weird, like, jelly stuff, I think, like, to obviously set the chair on fire and make the visual look impressive. That sort of stuff... When you're of a certain age, like I am, just an old jaded man, plays a part. But I guess when you're a kid, you're thinking, oh, you know, you got set in fire, but not quite. I thought you meant, oh, it's funny because there's, there's knacker crackers involved. <laughs> no. Well, I guess knack, a knacker cracker for him is a, a bum, a bum crack. Oh, but I've right, gone for knackers, yeah, meaty yeah, clackers. Knack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? Um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit weird as well, because I remember from the role before this matchup, Bray Wyatt was trapped inside of a box by Randy Orton, and the box was set on fire, but Bray survived. Yeah. And then he was set on fire again. So, what, you know, Randy's, no game, Randy's game plan needed work. If anything, he should have brought a gun. <laughs> if anything, you know, fire wasn't going to work, was it, Randy? Yeah, but how long? But when, but when eventually The Fiend came back, all crispy, he won. No, sorry, he lost Orton he lost, again. He lost, well, so, yeah. Orton had his number throughout this feud, really. So, the moral of the story is, if you're going to set someone on fire... You're going to win anyway. Yeah, just do it. You know, there's no such thing as karma. Other main headlines from the match saw uh, Bray, actual human Bray, have his back set on fire and then have an RKO delivered to him while his back was on fire in one of the most stunning visuals I have ever seen. Okay. I said that in an ironic voice, but I actually meant it. It right. looked fantastic. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you I, not like it? I, I didn't like this match generally, but I feel like this was going to be the one that we differ on the most. I, I, could, I, could, I, could have, I could have left it. I could have taken it. I don't know how I feel about this match. It was fine. It was what it was. This was in a really weird time for wrestling. Well, for WWE, for Raw, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was lots of magic on this show from top to bottom. I'll, um, magic in the very literal sense, yeah. not magic. No, not like figurative, like wrestling Nirvana. Oh, what a wrestling show. Just like, <laughs> spooky mirrors. trick. I'll, I'll be willing to go all right. I'll think. go all right. I'll be willing to go all right. It could have been a lot worse. Yes, it could. You know what? It could. There we go. There we go. It's in there. All right. Next up, we go to WrestleMania 36, night one, and we have the oh. Boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. I don't know if we need to say too much about this. The story about the match was lovely. Lovely. It was just lovely. It was wonderful. We had this, this uh, really tired old man who was being chastised and picked on by this younger man because this old man used to be good, but then this young man was saying uh, the old man was like uh, like being domesticated and like his wife was just taking all of his money and stuff. I disagree. I think that AJ Styles was being bullied by The Undertaker in this match. 
He got a plane ticket to Saudi Arabia to ruin AJ's chances <laughs> in the Chuey Trophy. And then he won the match and didn't even take the trophy. He didn't even take his coat off, did he? he nah, he or his squashed hat. him. Then AJ was having a match with Alistair Black at the next pay-per-view. And Undertaker showed up there as well just to, just to cost him that. And then, but I thought the comments about Money Michelle were very unnecessary. Ooh. And I'm glad he got buried alive in response to that. And it was the last appearance of Gallows and Anderson in WWE. Yeah, they were both literally murdered because they were <laughs> thrown off a, a roof, weren't they? And yeah. never seen again. No, by the Undertaker. The Undertaker's murdered those men. Yeah, not the first time. It was well put together with the, the Metallica and the bike and the, all the... That's iconic, that, let me tell you. That scene where he gets on his bike after burying a man alive, killing three men in one night and then just biking away mm. off into the night. I thought that was lovely. But it was a... I like the fact <laughs> the that... police rushed to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> the police didn't care, did they? No, they didn't care. Hey, yeah. if it was anything else but a wrestler, the police oh, would have been there, but because it's wrestlers, they don't care, they do they? They signed a contract. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I like the amalgamate because everyone was asking in the build-up to WrestleMania, oh, what was the Holy Trinity going to be? But I like the sort of blending of the Undertaker, of the Biker Taker, and of Mark Calloway Taker being all one thing, which yeah. explains the, the, the ability of being able to summon fire while being Mark Calloway, presumably. Right, yeah. 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 I like that detail, Jack. I don't, know, you, uh, I don't think you do by look on your no, face. No, no, no. Gen gen <laughs> generally, I liked it. There was just elements. I liked the, the match itself. The bits surrounding it were not for me. So the build-up, I hated. I thought I thought buried Styles slightly, and then literally buried him. The aftermath, Styles just turns back up again. Yeah, it was, that was, was never ever explained. I was saying like on um, WTF back in those days. I just wish they explained like how AJ Styles got out the got out the grave. Like people and people took like, like oh Ross, but you like Kane. I didn't care the fact that he was buried. I just I, want to know how he got out. No, and and I, th I forgive it a bit more when a supernatural character comes back from the dead, like yeah. Undertaker or Kane. Uh, you know when it's when it's AJ Styles. Did he scurry his way out like a little yeah. hamster? Lemmy wings. Did he phenomenal forearm his way up? Oh, not <laughs> Lemmy wings. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, other highlights from the match, we had the Druids. We had the, the Ring of Druids, which mm. was attacking AJ Styles and Taker and whatnot. Uh, we had the bit on the tractor, which made me laugh initially because it was a proper rickety old tractor. So like this, oh, this big dramatic affair. Yeah. One man trying to save his life, another man trying to kill another man. Yeah. That was quite funny. But then we had the bit where um, AJ Styles is on the tractor. He thinks he's, I think he's got uh, Taker in the grave, doesn't he? Mm. He thinks he's going to pile some uh, dirt on top of Taker and end him forever. Uh, but Taker rises up from behind him and then the lights on and oh, yeah. fantastic stuff. When we, when, when judging this one, if we're taking it as, a, as just the match itself, then it's top tier for me. But if we're taking it as the whole th like thing, the whole surrounding... the Not just the match. Just the match. Oh, wait, aye, it's top tier. Top tier. Top tier, top straight tier. away. Yeah. Straight away, top tier. And we're sticking with WrestleMania 36 now. Night two, where we saw John Cena taking on Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. It was a dream. In both senses of the word. Yeah. It was a dream for John... But it was a dream for the viewers as well. The fiend Bray Wyatt invading John Cena's dreams and using John Cena's past against and him. And his fears. In his dreams. And, so his, and a... his insecurities. Yeah. It was great. It's like CKY, your insecurities will get the best of you. Oh. And it, then me, they did. Me, yeah. me, me. I thought this was really, really good. Yeah. I really, I like this one more than the, the Undertaker one. Sort of that. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think this is the best. If I was going to pick the best of the best, this is my best of the best. Fair enough. Um, we'll see what I think later what I think, is it? It's about the, about the guest here, you know? Uh, highlights from the match, I think straight away about the, the 80s promo with uh, Bray Wyatt there. I don't know, inside some sort of cage kind of thing. And then mm. Johnny Largemeat rocked up. Uh, Bray Wyatt saying that Johnny Largemeat has no talent but lots of muscles, therefore that's why he got his push. Was that a dig at John Cena himself or a dig at Hulk Hogan? Mm, could it Who be? knows? Uh, Nikki Bella 
references. Everyone loves a Nikki Bella reference there. Yeah. You can look, but you can't touch the visual Bray Wyatt doing that. Will never leave my mind. No. Jokes about sex from John Cena with canned laughter from children. That was a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. About going from six till midnight. Apparently, that's that's a joke about the sex. Okay. Um, uh, John Cena with the bars saying, like, unlike Husky Harris, that's a weight I can manage. Whoa. Blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, we have John Cena's final, uh, finally, John Cena's heel turn yes. happened with him joining the NWO. Oh, God, yeah, there's another bar from John Cena. You're a slut for opportunity because you're blowing every chance. Blah, 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 blah. That's not I guess he was the doctor of thugonomics. He had to go back to the less piece. That's fantastic, that man. You're a slut for opportunity, therefore, you're blowing every chance. Yeah. Fantastic scenes. Cena in the NWO, as we mentioned. Uh, the Vince McMahon puppet, that's good, S-H-I-T. Um, Cena murdered by Bray, obviously never seen again because uh, he was he was put into that void where Triple H is, that, that dark and disturbing place, which yeah. no one knows where it is, just that void of nothingness. They're out of it now. Yeah. Well, Cena is. Has Triple H appeared? I don't think oh, Triple H has it. Triple H appeared to send off Bad Bunny after his match. Ah, yes. And he sent him on tour. Maybe Bad Bunny's in the void with Triple H, and that's where that was shot. Bad Bunny's got access to the void. But he can also cross over. Triple H is still stuck there. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Anything else you'll remember from that match? No, just generally, the whole thing was really well done. It looked visually, every scene looked so different. And yeah. there were so many, so many rewarding things for wrestling fans of various different eras and stuff. I really, really liked it. So I remember yeah. initially thinking, oh no, John Cena's just walked his way into the Firefly Funhouse. That should never happen. Mm. It shouldn't just be a physical set there where wrestlers can walk on and then things changed. And it's, it's as I said earlier, it's my best. My best cinematic match ever. Well, well of, in, of the pandemic era, sorry, not we'll ever. chuck it in top tier. Why I? Why we'll, I? We'll order those at the end. Why I? That's how we do things here on the tier rank of Malarkey. Then we're ending things with Revolution 2021's matchup between Sting. Just checking that the, 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 the whole screen looked in the right place there. <laughs> sorry, carry it's on. there. We have Sting and Darby Allen taking on Team Taz in that. Weirdly weird thing, that weirdly weird thing. I'm fantastic at this Where job else? of talking work. It was it was because it was shot, it was clearly pre-recorded, but they had live commentary from inside the arena on mm. top of that pre-recorded stuff. Like we had that shot with uh, Ricky and Brian in the car. That sounds so weird when you say like Ricky and Brian. Ricky and Brian. Ricky and Brian, those wrestlers the from Team Taz. In the car, and then we had the camera sort of swooping through the car. Yeah. It was meant to be sort of live, I guess, but not live. I don't know what to make of it, that part of the thing. Uh, Sting's pickup truck. Uh, with Darby Allen arriving via skateboard, hanging on to Sting's pickup truck, I thought it was a fantastic thing. Oh, we had the uh, army of druids in the Sting masks to walk them in to the the bit where the ring was at the start. Yep. We had stick, uh, the sick tricks from Darby Allen at the start of the match where he's doing sort of wall walking mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was fantastic. Uh, we had the the stuff where uh, Hobbs and Hook, Hobbs and Hook, yes. they turned up uh, to turn the tide of the match, uh, putting Darby through some glass. Uh, we had the bit where Darby jumped from because it was like a, a a warehouse thing with like layers but a, a like a, a gap in the middle of the floor like because they had the mm. you know what i mean yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of darby jumped from the top through brian cage through a thing the, to the, the bottom was, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the bit where brian uh, sorry darby threw sting's baseball bat from the top to the bottom and he caught and sting it caught it what yes. a fantastic moment yes the pressure's on for sting but he caught it he did he caught it but he caught it he caught it he caught fine. it i any yeah. other big things for you uh, Sting getting a getting a win. We saw Sting doing some moves. I mean, he only did a couple. He did that was that Scorpion was Death Drop and stuff. That was one bit because he, he did like a like a sunset a sunset like a like a code a, red. Yeah, something like that. But there was a clear camera cut. There was Sting's there like was. an old man. He wasn't yeah. going to make it. But you know, you you, you take that with a pinch of yeah. salt, don't you? I guess. I think it's it's definitely lovely, lovely, lovely. But does it go top? 
I'd say lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it top of lovely, I think. I think I'm going to say something here, which sounds clever in my head, but I don't know if it will out my mouth. The aesthetic of the match uh-huh. was better than the match itself. Okay. I thought okay. the aesthetic was wonderful. It was. It was dark and grimy. Hoodlums. Battling yeah, it out. Everyone, oh, that was the build-up, wasn't it? Yeah. Everyone's a hoodlum. No, you wear hoodlums. No, we are. No, we are. And then you Stephen wear a Darby. hoodlum, do you? What? I thought the hoodlum was the person who wore the hood. No, no we are, sorry. Oh, we are hoodlums. Where we are hoodlums. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then Sting and Derby proved themselves to be the, the real hoodlums. They are. The, the real hustlers as well, because they won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aye. That's it. for the, the. I think that's all the pandemic matches. I hope we haven't uh, missed one out. I'll be crying myself to sleep if we have done. Uh, please keep that to yourself if we have missed one out. We've nearly made a big yeah. letter F, but we haven't quite because of that. It was one too many in the bin. Well, let's see if we can make a letter F now by going through the tiers just to confirm we've got them all in the right places. In the bin, we have... Whatever that first one, oh, it's uh, one final beat. Mm-hmm. We have the Battle of Brawl, and we have You Can Do Anything You Can Do Anything yeah. from Battlelash 2020. Then, of course, we have the um, the Tooth and Nail match, and we have the Swamp Fight. Moving up into All Right Tier, we have Elite Deletion. We have whatever that second one is there. Money in the Bank, and then the, 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 the Fiend getting set on fire. What is that second one there? What is that second one there? Oh, it's the, the Halloween Havoc one. Do apologise. Oh. You, you can see it a lot bigger than we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the lovely, lovely we go, we have um, Taz and uh, Darby taking... No, ta, ta, Team Taz taking yes. on Sting and Darby. We have the bar fight, which... Is that too high? No! I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You're allowed to enjoy things, aren't I'll you? I'll move it there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the second stadium stampede between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And now we move up. So nothing moving. No, I'm, I'm satisfied, I think, with all of that. Wonderful. Now we move on to the best here, and it's up to Jack the Job at the Crown. The best of all the best pandemic-era cinematic matches. So, is the greatest professional wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton better than Stadium Stampede 1? Yes. It's going to stay put. It's close, but yes. Is the greatest wrestling match ever better than the Boneyard match? Uh... It is, but I'm going to put the Boneyard match second. That's fair. And then finally, is the Firefly Funhouse match better than the greatest wrestling match ever? It is, yeah. I'm going to oh, put it ahead agreed of the greatest on that. match ever. The greatest pandemic cinematic match is the Firefly Funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena from WrestleMania 36, night two. It wasn't even a match. Wow. It was silly. It was a dream. Silliness. It was a dream. There we go. Any closing remarks? Thanks, everyone, for watching. And thank you, uh, Gary, for hosting this video. Ah, that's still a thing. Do you miss them? But the cinematic matches? Yeah. Nah, I'm alright without them for a little while. I'd like one, one a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. One or two yeah. a year. But that was that was a real glut of cinematic matches. That was. But I do appreciate them, because obviously, you know, when you've got no crowd and whatnot, oh, all yeah. of the card does feel the same. So seeing something a bit different on the card, some of them they, you try and they work, some of them you try and they fail, I yeah. guess, is what we take away from this tier list. I've been Gary YouTube, joined by another Gary YouTube. Thank you for watching. Let us know how wrong we are in the comments down below, and we'll see you next time. I don't know why I said that so aggressively, but there we go. Next time in the sunshine. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.